In Milwaukee, final score 135 102. Not a single starter played in the second half. Joe Mazzulla called it quits, took them out. Uh, this game was pretty much over as soon as it started. Celtics found themselves down super early, and it just continued that way. Uh, Going to follow today's podcast a little bit different. Don't have a player of the game, uh, but instead we'll break this down uh, into two segments as usual. Talk about the starters, talk about the bench. Uh, and to get things started here, uh, this was really a tough game overall uh, for our starters. You look, Jason Tatum, minus 31. Drew Holiday, minus 31. Porzingis, minus 27. Derek White, minus 14. JB, minus 17. Either way, bad overall. Uh, Celtics offense in the first half, they couldn't do anything. Defensively, it was even worse. In the first half, the Celtics were down 75-38. to at halftime. At halftime, that was the score. That is, what, 37 points? They shot 16 of 50 from the field, 32%, right? And one of 16 from three, 6%. The Celtics offense wasn't doing anything all game long. Those numbers adjusted slightly, uh, shot significantly better in the second half, at least from three. Still not great overall. Uh, but Jason Tatum, 0 for 1. Porzingis, 0 for 3. Holiday, 0 for 4. D. White, 0 for 1. Jalen Brown, 0 for 1. The only person that hit a 3 in the first half was Sam Hauser, who's a bench guy, right? None of the starters hit a 3. It was really, really tough. 0 for 10 combined for our starters. Uh, Jason Tatum didn't really do much. Porzingis thought he was horrible, frankly. Uh, I thought he missed a ton of shots in this one, which, I mean, three of nine, I guess he did miss a ton of shots. Uh, but he he didn't really look that good. The only saving grace for Porzingis was he had a couple of really nice passes to Jalen Brown on backdoor cuts. JB, the leader of the, the clubhouse as far as starters go, 10 points, team high, or starter high again. Uh, four rebounds, starter high. Three assists, second on the team in assists. I let JB, for the most part, cut really well, but his shot way off also. Nobody could really do anything, uh, which is tough. You know, obviously this is a game you're coming off of back-to-back. You went to overtime. You had, I think, three or four starters log 40-plus minutes. I said this after last game. This Bucks game was going to be an absolute battle. Uh, it's not. It's never to your advantage when you've got a back-to-back that you need to travel to, right? You're going from Boston to Milwaukee, uh, but you're also going into overtime, which which means you're getting home later, you're logging more minutes, you're playing harder, you played against one of the most physical teams in the NBA, in the Timberwolves, uh, followed up by another really physical team tonight in Milwaukee. And Milwaukee took advantage of it early. Like, this is a game. They were down 11-2 early on. A couple buckets from Giannis, a couple buckets from Dame. Uh, but really, like, they couldn't they couldn't get anything going. Down 41-23 after the first. So even that 18-point deficit in that first quarter. 
Uh, then we were outscored by another 19 points in the second. We scored 15 total points in that second quarter. 15 after 23. So like the Celtics could not do anything. Really, really tough game. Uh, I do want to talk about the second half a little bit here. I want to talk about the bench. Frankly, they didn't play that bad. Uh, it doesn't matter because they got outscored by a ridiculous margin in the first half with our starters. Uh, so I want to talk about that. Before we dive into you know the bench guys and what they were able to do, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. If you're looking to buy or sell in the near future, meet Deb Burke, your trusted realtor at Compass Real Estate, serving Massachusetts and New Hampshire. With a passion for finding dream homes, Deb is committed to making your real estate journey a breeze. Whether you're buying or selling, Deb's got your back. Reach out today at 978-930-4621 or email deb.burke at compass.com to start your next chapter. Let's turn your real estate dreams into reality. Are you tired of insurance options that leave you feeling lost in the dark? Look no further than Joe Lyman of Brightway Insurance. Joe goes above and beyond to find the perfect coverage for you. So whether it's homeowners, renters, car, commercial, or even pet insurance, Joe will make sure you're protected where and when it matters most. Contact Joe at joe.lyman at brightwayinsurance.com today and let him brighten your path to peace of mind. So whether you're driving, working out, or just relaxing, make sure to check out Joe Lyman at Brightway Insurance. Brightway Insurance, your beacon in the world of insurance. Hey, Boston Celtics fans, are you ready to experience the thrill of an epic game at the TD Garden? Look no further than SeatGeek, your go-to source for the best Celtics tickets in town. With SeatGeek, finding the perfect seats to catch all the Celtics action has never been easier. From courtside to the nosebleeds, they've got it all, and they've got it at the best prices. Plus, they even rate every deal on a scale of 1 to 10 to help you find the best value. But here's the deal. When you use the special promo code VSN, you'll get an exclusive discount. So why pay more when you can use VSN and save on your Boston Celtics tickets? All right, so I want to dive into some of the bench guys. Uh, again, the Celtics, this was the biggest deficit, largest halftime deficit since 1967. Just an absurd, absurd first half for the Celtics team that has been rolling. They've been playing really well. So again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm shocked that we were losing. Uh, but I am shocked that we were losing by this much. This was ridiculous. Uh, but I want to give a lot of credit to this bench. I think in the second half, they played fairly well. You know, the Celtics in the second half, 32 points in the third, 32 points in the fourth, right? They got outscored 36-32 in the third. However, the majority of the third quarter was played with the Bucks starters, they were facing Giannis. They were facing Dame, right? They were able to put together a fairly good quarter. Fourth quarter, we actually outscored them by, by eight, 32-24, right? I think a lot of the second half uh, comes down to guys like Peyton Pritchard, guys like Sam Hauser going out and hitting shots. Peyton Pritchard in this one, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists, seven of seven from the free throw line, solid, right? Downfall? Two of eight from three. Not great. Sam Hauser, though, really one of the only bright spots of this game. Uh, 15 points, four rebounds, a steal, four of eight from three. Three of three from the free throw line. 
That's what you want from Sam Hauser, right? You just, you want that from Sam Hauser when everybody else is doing their thing, not uh, when he's the only one doing his thing. Uh, really tough. O'Shea Brissett, I thought brought you pretty good energy again. I feel like that's been fairly consistent recently. 13 points, 4 of 8 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, 0 of 3 from 3. You know, that's what you want from O'Shea Brissett. You know he's not going to hit a bunch of threes. But from an energy standpoint, defensively, a couple really good possessions against Dame in that third quarter. Uh, And honestly, even in the first quarter, he got some calls early on. Good minutes from Brissett in the time that he played. Uh, Outside of that, you don't really get too much. This is the first time in a long time that we saw Svee come in and actually do anything. Uh, I don't think it was a great game, but I really don't think it was bad. Nine points, two of three from three, hit a free throw. Right, was one of two from the free throw line. A rebound, an assist, a steal. Solid minutes overall from Svee. Yeah, nothing uh nothing to I don't know, make Missoula super happy and put him into the rotation. I don't think I don't think it was that good of a game. But overall, you know, it's fine. Uh the only two guys on this entire roster that were positives tonight, Lamar Stevens, Delano Banton, both of which shot horribly. One of six from the field for Stevens, one of five from the field for Banton. Uh, defensively, I thought both of them were solid. There was one play. Uh, Bucks had a really easy transition opportunity. I believe it was like two or three on one. And Delano Banton ends up coming out with a steal. Had two steals and a block in today's game. All right, so defensively, solid. Offensively, guy's still a mess. Had three assists. Give him a little bit of credit, I guess. Uh, offensively, he's still just... Seems a little lost out there. Lamar Stevens, I was really hoping this guy kind of put together a, a good enough run to find himself in rotational minutes. I just don't see it happening. He had solid defensively, five points, four rebounds. The one of six from the field is tough. Like he's not a guy, but I think Brissett knows his role, knows the position that he's going in, and I don't, I don't think he forces too much. Lamar Stevens, I feel like, is trying to force shots because he's not getting time and it's not really working in his favor it's just making him look worse uh which you never really want to do uh but overall i mean this is a tough game i said it before like the the Celtics in the first half couldn't hit anything from three we were one of 16 from three uh we finished the game nine of 34 so if you do the math there we were eight for 16 in the second half that's unbelievable Right, 50% from the bench. That's great. Four of eight from Hauser, two of three for Spee, one for two from uh, Banton. Guys went out, played pretty well. Right, Obviously, some of those threes from the bench obviously did happen in the first half as well. Uh, but you look, a lot of those bench guys stepped up, shot pretty well in the second half, and it brought their three-point percentage not to a respectable level. It's still horrible, but significantly better than 6%. Uh, This was a game Milwaukee won because they were shooting so well. Uh, If you look at their numbers at halftime, this is kind of the big difference here, right? At halftime, the Bucs were shooting 11 of 22 from three. That's 10 additional threes, 10 more threes than the Celtics made in that first half. A lot of it comes down to that zone the Celtics were playing tonight. We went to that 2-1-2 zone that we did use against the Pacers, uh, and it worked pretty well. It did not work tonight. 
it led to a lot of wide open shots for Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, I, I gotta I gotta say this. I feel like I've said this in years past. I think Giannis is a very likable human. Don't really like him as a basketball player. Bobby Portis is a guy that I just wish the Celtics had. You just have to love the energy this dude plays with. 28 points, 12 rebounds in 22 minutes. 11 of 18 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3. Bobby Portis killed us in this game. Now, Dame Lillard did his thing. Giannis did his thing. Bobby Portis was the guy that really killed us. Because there were a couple of good possessions defensively that Bobby Portis ended up killing. Right? And give the Bucs some credit here offensively. They rebounded the ball really well. Giannis had five offensive rebounds, but they had 12 as a team. And it led to a lot of second chance points for this Bucks team. Third chance points, frankly. Like there were some possessions the Celtics just could not rebound. Uh, and it led to a lot of easy buckets for the Bucks. Right. If you look at the rebounding battle, we got out rebounded 54 to 31 in this. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Turnovers. This is the one bright spot of today's game. Only six turnovers. However, similar to, similar to last game. Off of those six turnovers, 11 points for the Bucks. Bucks turned it over 11 times. We only scored nine. The Celtics couldn't do anything. They couldn't score the entire first half, and that's what screwed this team. The Bucks led this game by as many as 43 points, which is an absurd number to say out loud. At the end of the day, it all counts as one loss. It is not good for our plus-minus, but frankly, nobody really cares about that. Uh, at this point, Celtics still under 10 losses on the season, 29-9, and nine, have a three-game lead over Milwaukee, still undefeated at home, a solid overall record away, uh, and still playing pretty good basketball, tonight excluded. Not the game that you want to see, especially against Milwaukee, but these types of games happen. This is a very good Milwaukee team. You know, they're 26-12 and 12 for a reason playing really good basketball. Uh, they have had some tough losses recently, but you know what they're capable of. They have a lot of guys that are capable of playing at a ridiculously high level, including Giannis, who's you know won the MVP. Dame, who's been in that conversation. I don't know if he's actually won an MVP or not. He may have, uh, but you know what he's capable of. So this is, a good, this is a good team. It is what it is. Tough loss, you move on. At this point, the Celtics' schedule does ease up a little bit. Starts Saturday, Rockets, uh, Monday, Raptors, Wednesday, Spurs. So next three games, a little bit easier. Gives the Celtics the opportunity to to kind of get back into their rhythm and start a new winning streak. That's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. And give me a, a five-star rating and review. Share with a friend. Tell everyone to listen to Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. You couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?